Help me echo valley 
your heart, my pretty little shy one. Just do like I say, let me love you all the way, and we'll make out okay. Oh, baby, now open up your heart, my pretty little shy one. Let me see your love. We're at the very beginning of our third bubblegum intervention. We're gonna keep trying until it sticks like bubbles, 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 bubbles. Nibby nabby nooby la la la. Sabi 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 nooby abba na. Sing, 
nice bubblegum version of Good Morning Starshine by Eddie Hazelton. Uh, we'll get back to Eddie in a second. Before that, to start off the show, it was Pretty Little Shy One by Keith. You know Keith uh, because of this hit he had. 98.6, it's good to have you back again, oh hey. And I wanted to talk about Eddie Hazelton, who had the uh, second song uh, we played. Eddie Hazelton was actually Eddie Rambo, and Eddie Rambo in the early 60s had some minor success with some rock and roll releases. None of them big hits, really. After the early 60s, he hooked up with Bob Crew, Bob Crew, the legendary producer and finder of talent, best known for working with Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. And he worked with Bob Crew as a songwriter. And then a little later in the 60s, around 68, He released another song or two. That's where Good Morning Starshine came from. Good Morning Starshine is from the Broadway musical Hair, of course. And it turns out that Eddie Rambo performed on the Broadway stage later on in Hair and Jesus Christ Superstar in the late 60s, early 70s, and is still around as a producer and recording artist. Let's listen to one of those early 60s, more rock and roll-y type of hits from Eddie Rambo. Here's Summertime Guy. A summertime lover I'm just a summertime guy Well, I'm a real cold drizzle in January But a sizzle in the month of July Oh, don't you know now I shine best when the sun's out I like the temperature high Well, I'm a cool operator when the heat is on Cause I'm just a summertime guy I can't make a nickel singing jingle bells And I'm nothing under mistletoe No, but I'm a warm weather wonder on a like the girls in bikinis all know what let me tell ya I'm just a summertime lover, yeah I'm just a summertime guy When it snows I keep praying that it won't be long Until the red, red robin starts singing his song And when he does, I'll move right out and give love a try Oh yeah, I'm just a summertime guy Jingle bells and I'm nothing under mistletoe I know, but I'm a warm weather wonder on a sandy beach Like the girls in bikinis all over, let me tell ya I'm just a summertime lover, yeah, I'm just a summertime guy When it snows, I keep praying that it won't be long Until the red, red robin starts singing his song And when he does, I'll move right out and give love a try That record, Summertime Guy by Eddie Rambo, was a perfectly fine rock and roll song from 1962, but it was not a big hit, and part of that is because of a real piece of bad luck for Eddie Rambo. Eddie Rambo was performing that song and promoting it on various TV stations when it was released. A lot of those TV stations were affiliated with ABC, and right before he was about to perform that song, he discovered that because the song was written by Chuck Barris, Chuck Barris, songwriter, later a game show producer in the 60s and 70s, because the song was written by Chuck Barris and Chuck Barris worked for ABC, ABC's affiliates were afraid that it would be an FCC violation, a conflict of interest, 
So he couldn't sing the A side of that record and had to sing the B side, and that might explain why Summertime Guy wasn't a big hit. By the way, there are two versions of this story on the internet. The Wikipedia story describes Eddie as about to perform the record Summertime Guy on American Bandstand, which was an ABC show, and being told that he couldn't perform it. But the other story is by Laurie Pinto, who has that fabulous website called Oldies Connection. Rock and roll historian Laurie Pinto's version of that story describes it as a Chicago, Illinois TV station. And between those two versions of the story, I would believe Laura's version. Professor, why do you hate Wikipedia so? So, an interesting and bad luck story for Eddie Rambo that might have prevented him from being a big rock and roll star. Oh, here's one other interesting bit of information about that record summertime guy. It may sound familiar to you, even though it wasn't a hit, and it may sound familiar to you because you've heard that tune as the introduction to this very successful game show. From Hollywood, here come the newlyweds. Yes, it's the newlywed game. And now let's meet our newlywed couples for today. Couple number one. He didn't really propose. He just handed her the ring and said, here. Marriage of 14 weeks, Carl and Linda Morrow. Couple number two, the first time she introduced him to her folks, she called him by the wrong name. Marriage of seven months ago, Bill and Arlie Marquero. Couple number three, they met in a drafting class where he was the teacher's aide and aided her so much that she got an A while he only got a B. Marriage of 11 months, Pete and Kim Dunn. Couple number four, she complains that for some unknown reason, he sprays his feet with her hairspray before they go to bed. Married just eight months ago, Tony and Diana Norris. Those are our newlyweds for today. And here's your host, the star of the newlywed game, Bob Eubank.
that's little Jimmy Osmond and Tweedledee. Before that, it was the Lollipops. This is Echo Valley. I'm your host, Professor Bubblegum. Let's listen now to some strange gum. Well, did you hear? Now, you tell me because you were listening. That was awful strange. There was a really weird rage, gluey and slimy substance. A mysterious taste, a disgusting thing. We pretend to enjoy it. And uh, suddenly this thing turned up. Can't be explained. An incredible find. There's some bubblegum music out there that's hard to explain. Time now for some strange gum. On your official Instagram. I'm going to sing and dance. Let's ring in your ho ho cam. Honey boo boo bop, do the honey boo boo bop. Honey boo boo bop, do the honey boo boo bop. Honey boo boo bop, do the honey boo boo bop. Do the honey boo boo bop. Honey boo boo bop, do the honey boo boo bop. Honey boo boo bop, do the honey boo boo bop. Honey boo boo bop, do the honey boo boo bop. Do the honey boo boo bop. I'm gonna break it down. There's Mama June in the house, and Alana loves her mama. We got pumpkin going round from Georgia to LA. She's paving the way. All the kids in the streets is the latest dance craze. It's easy to do. Mom and Dad can do it too. Shake your hips and move you your feet. Well, after a little honey boo boo, let's cleanse our palate with Rick Springfield.
Echo. 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 Valley. 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 Bobby Sherman on Echo Valley. I'm your host, Professor of Bubblegum. As you know, I'm not just the mayor and the host of this program, but I am the head librarian for Echo Valley and the library and the archive system there, and I've found an interesting document in the Bubblegum archives that I thought I'd share. It's no secret that actor Robert Reed, who played Mike Brady on The Brady Bunch for five years, was constantly arguing with the production staff, primarily with creator and executive producer Sherwood Schwartz, about what he perceived as the quality of the Brady Bunch program. And uh, this is a legendary memo that Mr. Reed wrote to Mr. Sherwood Schwartz uh, after reading the script for episode 116, which was the final episode of season five of The Brady Bunch. And in this particular episode called The Hairbrain Scheme, Greg Brady, the oldest, borrows some hair tonic from Bobby Brady, the youngest, and he uses the hair tonic and it turns his hair orange. And uh, the script and the perceived shortcomings of the script by Mr. Robert Reed were noted, and he immediately typed a memo that he sent to executive producer Sherwood Schwartz. And this memo has become legendary, and I was pleased and surprised to find it here in the archives 
of Echo Valley. So uh, let me read to you now uh, the memo written by Robert Reed around 1974. There is a fundamental difference in the theater business. Number one, melodrama. Number two, drama. Number three, comedy. Number four, farce. Number five, slapstick. Number six, satire. And number seven, fantasy. They require only a difference in terms of construction, but also in presentation and most explicitly styles of acting. Their dramatis personae are non-interchangeable. For example, Hamlet, archetypical of the dramatic character, could not be written into Midsummer Night's Dream and still retain his identity. Ophelia could not play a scene with Titania. Richard II could not be found in Twelfth Night. In other words, a character indigenous to one style of theater cannot function in any of the other styles. Obviously, the precept holds true for any period. Andy Hardy could not suddenly appear in Citizen Kane, or even closer in style, Andy Hardy could not appear in Laurel and Hardy films. Andy Hardy is a comedic character. Laurel and Hardy are of the purest slapstick. The boundaries are rigid, and within the confines of one theatrical piece, the style must remain consistent. Television falls under exactly the same principle. What the networks in their oversimplification call sitcoms actually are quite diverse styles, except where bastardized by careless writing for performing. For instance, M.A.S.H. is a comedy, The Paul Lynde Show is a farce, Beverly Hillbillies is slapstick, Batman is satire, and I Dream of Jeannie is fantasy. And the same rules hold just as true. Imagine a scene in M.A.S.H. in which Arthur Hill appears playing his Owen Marshall role, or Archie Bunker suddenly landing on Gilligan's Island, or Dom DeLuise and his mother in Mannix. Of course, any of these actors could play in any of these series in different roles predicated on the appropriate style of acting, but the maximum implicit in all of this is when the first act curtain rises on a comedy, the second act curtain has to rise on the same thing, with the actors playing a commensurate style. If it isn't already clear, not only does the audience accept a certain level of belief, but so must the actor in order to function at all. His consciousness opens like an iris to allow the proper amount of reality into his acting subtext, and all the actors in the same piece must deal with the same level, or the audience will not know to whom to adjust, and will most often empathize with the character with the most credibility, total reality eliciting the most complete empathic response. For example, we are in the operating room in MASH with the usual pan shot across a myriad of operating tables filled with surgical teams at work. The leads are sweating away at their work and at the same time engaged in banter with the head nurse. Suddenly the doors fly open and Batman appears. Now the scene cannot go on. The most generic problem to date in The Brady Bunch has been the almost consistent scripted inner transpositions of styles. First, a pie-throwing sequence, tagged unceremoniously onto the end of a weak script. Two, the youngest daughter, in a matter of a few unexplained hours, managing to look and dance like Shirley Temple. Three, the middle boy happening to run into a look-alike in the halls of his school, with so exact a resemblance he fools his parents. And the list goes on. Once again, we are infused with the slapstick, The oldest boy's hair turns bright orange in a twinkling of the writer's eyes, having been doused with a non-FDA-approved hair tonic. 
why any boy of Bobby's age or any age would be investing in something as outmoded and unidentifiable as hair tonic remains to be explained. As any kid on the show could tell the writer, the old hair tonic routine is right out of our gang. Let's face it, we've long since passed the little dab will do ya era. Without belaboring the inequities of the script, which are various and numerous, the major point to all this is, once an actor has geared himself to play a given style with his prescribed level of belief, he cannot react to or accept within the same confines of the piece a different style. When the kid's hair turns red, it is Batman in the operating room, and I can't play it. Robert Reed refused to appear in that episode, number 31, season 5 of The Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch was not renewed for season 6. Creator Sherwood Schwartz is quoted as saying that if season 6 of Brady Bunch had existed, Mike Brady would have been killed in a car accident. Car accident. Car accident. I've grown accustomed to her face. <laughs> 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 Here alone with the guitar and. You know you very, very good. In fact, you are groovy. (laughs) You don't seem bad at all. You're good. Oh, thank you. But you know, you need a little bit of seasoning, like the paella of Valencia. I hope not that much seasoning. (laughs) Mr. Brady, we're going to make a beautiful music together. I've grown accustomed to her face She almost makes the day begin I've grown accustomed to the tune She whistles night and noon Her smiles, her frowns, her ups, her downs Are second nature to me now Like breathing out and breathing in I was serenely independent and content before we met Surely I could always be that way again and yet I've grown accustomed to her looks Accustomed to her voice Accustomed to her face I'm very grateful she's a woman and so easy to forget Rather like a habit one can always break And yet I've grown accustomed to the trace of something in the air Accustomed to
Johnny Symbol and his great tribute to bubblegum music. If you want a definition of what bubblegum is, just try to parse the lyrics of that song. This is Mark Justin. I remember the days and the glorious nights when the gay city lights that were lighting our way were as bright as the lights that are shining where we walk today. I remember the wine that was tingling the smile. Passing of the Torch, songs from this generation, carrying on the tradition of bubblegum pop. 
1999. This is S Club 7, a UK group featuring likable young people. Hold on to what you try to be Your individuality When the world is on your shoulders Just smile and let it go If people try to put you down Just walk on by, don't turn around You only have to answer to yourself Don't you know it's true what they say They love it ain't easy But your time's coming around So don't you stop trying Don't stop, never give up Hold your head high
was Robin McNamara on Echo Valley. I'm Professor Bubblegum. Let's continue alphabetically here. It's time for Rock and Roll Double Bubble Trading Card Company. Philadelphia 
Jim Roman, Sagittation, Brenda and the tabulation, Carly Simon, Lady Holder, Rolling Stone, and a Folder, Johnny Cash and Johnny Rivers, Kansas, now I got the Shivers, Mongo, Jerry, Peter, Peter, Paul, Paul and Mary, Mary, Doctor, John, the Nightly Tripper, Doris, Day and Jack the Ripper, Gotta Go, So Gotta Sweat, Aaliyah, Russell, Give Me Shelter, Miracles and Smoky Blessings, Slide Guitars, a Fender Bass, and Mushroom, Mumlin, Bonnie, Bramley, Wilson, Pickett, Stop and Kick It. Life is a rock, but the radio. Denver, John and Osmond, Donnie, JJ, Caleb, CJ, Top and LLB, then DD, Donna, David Bowie, Steely, Dana, Sing Me, Prada, CC, Ryder, Edgar, Winner, Junior, Summers, Isaac, Marshall, Connie, Thunder, Eric, Clap, the Pedal, Wallace, Steve, the Foster, Do-Da, Do-Da, Cool Vibrations, Healthy, Ronda, Serpent, Girl, Little Honda, Tida, Tida, Honey, Honey, Sugar, Sugar, Yummy, Yummy, CBS, and Warner Brothers, RCA, and all the others. Life is a rock, but the radio is all about playing bubblegum music for you, I'm talking to you, you can't help but play Joey Levine all the time. You've heard a couple of Joey Levine songs. Here's a Banana Split song that, yes, is actually Joey Levine.
I'd like to keep playing Joey Levine until we run out of time, so let me take this opportunity to remind you who I am, Professor Bubblegum. You can write me on the electronic mail at professorbubblegum at hotmail.com. We still have the Facebook page, of course, Echo Valley, the original Bubblegum Music podcast, and then we have the Twitter account. That's bubblegum underscore music at bubblegum underline music. Oh, and check out the great YouTube video on the history of the Golden Age of Bubblegum. You, you can just look on YouTube for Golden Age of Bubblegum Music and enjoy that history, the first official video from Echo Valley. So long. Oh, uh, we're ending here with the biggest hit Joey Levine ever had. See you later. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy And I feel like I'm loving you Love you such a sweet thing, good enough to eat thing And it's just a what I'm gonna do Who love to hold ya, who love to kiss ya Who love, I love it so You have reached a disconnected